In the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus poured out his heart in prayer to the Father before heading to the cross. Repeatedly, he mentioned the world and our place in it. Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son, that your Son also may glorify you, as you have given him authority over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as you have given him. I have manifested your name to the men whom you have given me out of the world. They were yours, you gave them to me, and they have kept your word. I pray for them. I do not pray for the world, but for those whom you have given me, for they are yours. I have given them your word, and the world has hated them because they are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. I do not pray that you should take them out of the world, but that you should keep them from the evil one. John 17. It's interesting to define the word world in these passages because it has multiple meanings. In the original Greek, the word is cosmos, which means order, regular disposition, and arrangement. Of course, it can also mean the order of the universe or can be used as a reference to our earth in general, what the Bible calls the abode of man. But specifically throughout the scriptures, the word cosmos or world describes the present order of things that have only a temporary existence. It is the seed of all cares, temptations, and irregular desires. It is also symbolic of the men of this world who are subject to Satan. In one of his final letters written to Christians, John said, We know that we are of God, and the whole world lies under the sway of the wicked one. 1 John 5.19 Another translation says, We know positively that we are of God, and the whole world around us is under the power of the evil one. So consider this, if we are not of this world, this present order of things that have only a temporary existence, as Jesus insinuated in his prayer to God, then we as Christians are operating behind enemy lines. Picture two lines of troops opposing each other. If either one crosses their opponent's line, they are technically behind enemy lines. But this phrase also describes someone who has infiltrated the enemy's territory, such as a spy. This understanding explains why Jesus said, If the world hates you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love its own. Yet because you are not of this world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. John 15, 18-19 Jesus knew the world we live in is the seed of Satan's power, and that every man, woman, and child rescued from the kingdom of darkness would have to remain in a world controlled by the evil one. In fact, when facing Pilate, Jesus said, My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, my servants would fight, so that I should not be delivered to the Jews. But now my kingdom is not from here. Pilate asked him, Are you a king then? Jesus said, You say rightly that I am a king. For this cause I was born, and for this cause I have come into this world, that I should bear witness to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth hears my voice. John 18, 36-37 If we think about this militarily, the kingdom of darkness is against the kingdom of light. However, our army, the kingdom of light, has not only invaded the arena controlled by Satan, but has also infiltrated behind enemy lines because the whole world lies under the sway of the wicked one. We're not spies, and the enemy knows we're here. It's no secret. This is why he has used numerous ploys to keep God's children from being a threat. For example, scared and ashamed Christians still hide behind fig leaves because someone told them they were naked. Hurt and wounded Christians are leery of taking ground for Christ for fear of being attacked again. And maybe worst of all, 
ignorant Christians have fallen for the lie that it is okay to simply blend in with the world. Sadly, each of these only results in one thing, defeated Christians. This is why an understanding from God's perspective is so important. Christians are not of this cosmos, even though we are living and operating here behind enemy lines. In the situation in which we find ourselves, learning to listen and obey can be the difference between life and death or victory and defeat. When we look from God's vantage point on this game of life behind enemy lines, the scriptures take on a whole new meaning. For example, Romans 12:2, And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. James 1.27 says, Pure and undefiled religion before God and the Father is this, to visit orphans and widows in their trouble, and to keep oneself unspotted from the world.